Hello! Welcome to Unreasonable Doubt, a podcast about West Virginia University basketball. I'm Josh Witt. Episode 9. Virginia. Oh, Charleston, West Virginia. So how close is that to Richmond? It's not it's not close. Instagram. Follow me at Burning Springs. Email unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Got an email. Going to read it later. Keep sending those emails. West Virginia beats in-state rival Virginia 68-61. to Close game all the way through. First 40-minute high blood pressure game of the season. I was nervous all the way through. Heart rate elevated. West Virginia pulls it out at the end. Three of West Virginia's guys scored 57 of the team's 68 points. Javon Carter was one of those. We are rolling with Javon Carter this season. As WVU fans, he's our guy. He's the man. Clutch points. Both halves. Virginia would get momentum. They would be on a run. And the guy who would stop that momentum was Javon Carter. Three times in the game... Virginia had a lead, and the reason West Virginia retook the lead each time was Javon Carter. And he's making sick shots. He's making fadeaways. He's, his three-pointer, you just feel like with Carter, when he shoots, you think it's going in. And that's a great place to be. And he set an expectation for the season where... You want the ball in his hands. I know I do. And he's making it happen. So I don't want to have an unrealistic expectation. But for this team to do great, let me just say this. Hot take alert. West Virginia's not going to win when Carter is having an off night. I'm just I'm just going out on a limb on that one. But so far, outside of the Texas A&M game, Carter has been the man. So props to Javon. Lamont West. He scored a bunch of points tonight. He's moving up the trust rankings. He's just he's better than last year. He's made some improvements. He brought back the pump fake tonight. Yeah, he shot a bunch of threes, but he was also stepping in, shooting twos, active around the boards. Really impressed with Lamont West and needed all of his points tonight against a good Virginia team. And then the third guy of that 57-point group was Daxter Miles, and the and the roller coaster continues. I mean, he does very frustrating things. Hey, coach, I'm going to go one on four and shoot up a terrible layup. Hey, coach, watch this. I'm going to shoot from 40 feet. 25 seconds left on the shot clock. But he's also going to get big steals at the end. He had a couple of big steals at the end of the game to ice it for West Virginia. 
So he's he's frustrating, but he's a major part of this team, and we're just gonna have to roll the dice with Miles and see what comes up, cause he's a mixed bag. He always has been, and so we're gonna have to take the good with the bad. I was concerned in a previous episode about West Virginia's free throw shooting. Tonight, 16 of 18. They're just, they're making all their free throws. Made all their free throws in the Missouri game. It's really impressive, and I hope it continues. Um, But they're making them. Carter's shooting over 90% from, from the foul line. It's amazing. Kanate did not score. But I was impressed. He didn't foul out. Good defense. Good rebounds. Solid game from him with no points. Random thoughts coming up. Random thoughts from tonight's game. Hot take alert. This was West Virginia's best win of the season. Going out on a limb. The Missouri game was fun. But it's not going to show up as a resume key win like this game will because Virginia is going to win a lot of games in one of the best conferences. So, you know, it's amazing how much better West Virginia looked tonight against a really good Virginia team than they did four games ago against Marist, one of the worst teams in Division One basketball. They're terrible. And West Virginia only beat them by six. So that was alarming back then. But West Virginia's getting better. You know, they only shot 25 threes tonight against Virginia, who that's their MO is to get you to shoot threes. Don't give up anything inside. Try to contest three-point shots. West Virginia shot 25 threes and made a good percentage. Against Marist, they shot almost 40 threes and didn't make a good percentage. So it's amazing how much difference the team looked. Even when you go back to the Texas A&M game, how different this team looked tonight than that team. And so West Virginia's getting better. Each day that passes is a day closer to getting Issa Mod back on the team. So I think in an earlier podcast, I predicted a 22-10 and 10 season. Based on tonight's performance, this is not a 10-loss team. They're better than that. So let's see what they do against Pitt in the next game. But I may have to adjust that. Tonight, West Virginia broke out gray uniforms. They're okay. I was fine with them. Much They were better than the gray camouflage jerseys, which were terrible. But they don't have to wear those again. That's cool if they don't. But when I think of West Virginia wearing gray uniforms, the guy that I think of besides Gail Catlett, and I try to get that out of my mind as fast as possible, I think about, does anybody remember Chris Leonard? I had to do a Google image search on Chris Leonard. Do it when you get a chance. He's got a sweet mustache, which I forgot about. But he was a sharpshooter back in the day. 
when West Virginia played, before in the Big East, they played in the Atlantic 10 Conference. Does anybody remember that? When our rivals were St. Bonaventure. (laughs) The Bonnies. The Rhode Island Rams. St. Joseph's. It's kind of weird how much things have changed where West Virginia used to play Duquesne twice a year and now they're playing conference games all against Central Time Zone teams and a bunch of Texas colleges. I don't know which is weird. I think it's weirder now. I still am not used to West Virginia being in the Big 12 Conference where the closest college is in Ames, Iowa. That's weirder than playing George Washington and UMass. Um, it's just weird. Uh, but, you know, take them or leave them, the gray uniforms. Finally, on final thought, on, on random thoughts, ESPN broke out the comedy early tonight. The setup was, hey, play-by-play guy, Jason Benetti, I'll ride the PRT. Because West Virginia plays fast, like the PRT is fast. And the the color guy was like, hey, I'm going to walk to the game. Because Virginia, they're slow, and they are like a stroll in the park. And then they smash cut to the play-by-play guy sitting at the broadcast table. It's like, where's Dino? Where's the color guy? And he walks up and sits down. He has a fake smile. Keep trying, ESPN. I like the comedy. Final thoughts coming up? Final thoughts from tonight's game. In the last episode, the NJIT episode, I talked about Teddy Allen's new hair and that it reminded me of a celebrity. Rick Groans called into the show again. I'm not going to play Rick's call. But he guessed correctly who I was thinking of. And it was former NBA player Rick Fox. I despise Rick Fox when he played. I didn't have any good reasons. Um, He wasn't terrible at basketball. He played on those Shaq and Kobe Laker teams that were dominant for a few years. But sports hate. I don't know if I've had stronger sports hate for anyone than Rick Fox. And so Teddy Allen's hair, now Rick Fox's hair was natural curls. Where Teddy Allen's hair has been braided, uh, small, you know, shorter braids. Uh, But I definitely thought Rick Fox. And so I have to, that's a me problem. I'm going to have to reconcile the fact that one of my favorite players uh, reminds me of one of my most hated sports hate athletes of all time. And I, I think I can handle that. I don't only think of Rick Fox with his hair. Their games are totally different. I like Teddy Allen. So, uh, great guess, Rick. Uh, an email sent to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. This email is from Michelle Handley in Chesapeake, West Virginia. It reads, Josh, 
The one episode that I listened to, you thanked your dozens of listeners. Why did you do that? I, for one, don't believe you have dozens of listeners. I won't know if you read this because I'm not listening again. Bragging about being a top 500 anchor podcast is one of the lamest things I've ever heard in my life. Is the point of your podcast to fill me with indifference? If so, you're getting it right. Whatever, Michelle. I know you're not listening, but thank you, Michelle. And thank you to everybody who's sending me emails to unreasonabledoubtwv at gmail.com. Keep sending those emails. That, that, was, that was harsh. And it was kind of all over the place. Uh, but I think there's some decent points in there. Uh, that's it for this episode. Listen to Unreasonable Doubt on Anchor. Anchor.fm slash Unreasonable Doubt. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play. If you go there, rate this podcast five stars. Leave a review. Subscribe to the podcast. Do all those things. Those are those are good things. Uh, the next game for West Virginia is this coming Saturday, 8 p.m. against our old friends Pitt. The backyard brawl, the basketball version. It's not. It's not the same as the football rivalry, but it's still Pitt, and the game will be played at Pitt. It'll be on ESPN2. Pitt, uh, don't know any of the players, don't follow them. Doing some quick research, they've lost to Montana this year, they've lost to the Montana Grizzlies, they've lost to Navy. The midshipman. Pitt has lost by 31 to basketball powerhouse Penn State. Uh, But throw the record books out when you have a rivalry game like West Virginia-Pittsburgh. So I'm looking forward to that. I hope you join me for the podcast that will take place after that game. But until then, I'm Josh Witt. This has been Unreasonable Doubt. WVU is 8-1.